Well, I think most of you already know the good news that uh, today I'm a great grandmother for the first time. <laughs> so Bree and Garrett had their baby. He was born at 517 this morning. He weighs seven pounds and three ounces. He was all baby, that's for sure. And they sent some pictures, so if you all want to see them, I got one of Jody Wayne sitting there with the baby, like that. And he's so excited, and, and uh, so are we. We're, it's just beautiful to have Jody to have her first grandbaby and me my first great-grandbaby. So it's exciting time. When, bring, when God brings life, it's just so neat. I love it, you know, how that all of a sudden he gives the most perfect gift I think we could ever have as a human being. I can't think of a sweeter gift than he can give us in a child. I know some of you might, yeah, grace, blessing. Some of you all might not think that at this moment, at this morning, but, <laughs> but God is so good. So I knew you would rejoice with me this morning over the birth of the baby. And they've been so excited about it, and so have we. So it's a wonderful thing. So uh, today, on this message, I hope that I can challenge you in some way. Because I really felt like that God spoke to me when he gave me this, that it would, he said, I want you to speak it to my people. And I didn't know that I would be speaking it in a couple weeks. But it's something he said, I'm going to give you a platform for. Because I want it spoken and I want to challenge my people. So if you can just take that today and just listen to what God has to say and just open your heart and let down you know, we come in here so many times all worked up and all, a lot of us doing our, our, in our positions and doing things. But I hope today you can just sit down and breathe and realize you're here today to gain strength and encouragement and everything that God wants to give you today. So it's a beautiful day in Him. And this is a day the Lord has made. And let's rejoice and be glad in it today. It's a beautiful day. So I want to ask you, has anyone ever challenged you in your life? I think we've all been challenged. <laughs> like, I dare you to try that. Well, you just watch me, is usually what most of us say. Or have you challenged yourself to do something? Uh, maybe to be better or to do better. I have. A lot of times I'll just get up, help, God, help me to be better today. Help me to love more today. Help me to do things with a better heart and a better way. So I have to challenge myself on a daily basis. And so I know you all do too, just to get, get through each day. But I've often heard no challenge, no change. Nothing changes if you don't ever challenge yourself. And I believe that because if we're never challenged, we have a tendency to sit and become complacent. And we can become boring. I get bored with myself sometimes. Get up and do something, Joyce. Just do something. Because you can get so easily um, distracted just sitting around and thinking, well, I would do this, but really I'll wait and do it later. But the word challenge actually means it's a task or a situation that tests somebody's or someone's abilities to do something you've never done before 
or do something new. And you know, I realize that at my age, it's, it's a challenge just to keep up with technology. I just thought I'd show you all my Apple Watch. <laughs> but it is a challenge because uh, all my kids and grandkids and all challenge me to, to keep up with it. And I'm so glad because doing what I do uh, in life, it's just easy to be able to uh, email, to text, to get messages. And I learned how to use this in a very simple way, which I'll share with you in just a minute. But also, what I want to get hit on today is our health and physical and spiritual well-being. Because you have to challenge yourself to do things that are actually good for you. You have to challenge yourself to eat right. You have to challenge yourself to work out. It's not something you jump up and say, oh boy, I get to eat vegetables today and I get to go work out. I mean, I've never heard anybody say that. It's usually, oh gosh, I got to go to the gym today. I haven't been there in two or three days. I need to go and do some working out. But challenges, basically, as I've learned through the years, they, they, they put you out there to either succeed or to fail. Either way. But you still, it's important that you get out there and try. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. It's what I've always heard. And most of us, you know, uh, the challenges that we get, they're never easy. If they were easy, everybody would do it. But you start a business or you make a big change in your life, you're challenged to do something different. Uh, you've heard our, the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh doesn't want to do what it's told. It wants to do what it tells you to do. So at, a, at the gym a few weeks ago, actually this is where all this message came from, how God began to deal with me at the gym. And I was starting to walk, and, and when I walk, I pray a lot. So I was asking the Holy Spirit. I said, I want more of you in my life. And so I just simply say, Lord, I, Holy Spirit, I want more of you. I want to have more of a conversation with you. I want to walk closer to you. I want to hear your voice. I want to be everything you want me to be. So God, take out of my life what needs to be taken out and put in my life what needs to be in. You know me better than anybody. And so there comes times in your life that change has to come. Sometimes whether you want it or not, it comes. And so I was feeling that time in my life that I was being challenged to do something more. And I felt like that, Holy Spirit, I want to know you more. I want to grow more. I, you know, just innocently praying this prayer. So I start around the track and I see this big banner on the wall. And it says, Builder's Challenge. That's how the title came. And of course, God was teaching me both physically and spiritually through this. And all of a sudden when I saw that, it just jumped out at me. And it began to say that fitness builds. In other words, you know, you build on being fit. You just don't 
do one thing and quit. So this sign began to give steps, like what to do to challenge yourself to get on the right track in doing your exercises. So the first thing that it showed was treadmill. In other words, you, this is one of the first steps, you know, get on the treadmill for a little bit, then pick the dumbbells up. And I thought, yeah, when it comes, when it comes to working out and stuff. But I knew what that meant. But then it said, then from doing that, build your arms. Start building up on your arms. And then start building your legs. And then start on the core. Then do the cardio. In other words, you have to work on each part to build up your strength. In other words, just doing my arms is not going to change my whole body. It's just not going to happen. I mean, because then my legs could be weak and all the different things that could happen. So this banner really started me thinking along the lines of, of spiritually being, you know, fit. So as I continued to walk the track and thinking about all this and, and you know, begin to put things in perspective spiritually concerning my life and what I had just prayed and to see that sign, I knew he opened my eyes right away. I'm going to challenge you today. So as I was walking after I passed that and all this going through my mind, there is an area over to the right that is set aside for personal training. And when I got to this part, it said, have you not reached your goal? Uh, are you not where you would like to be? Now, remember what I prayed when I started walking. <laughs> Take out what needs, put in, because I want more. I'm, I'm not with you where I want to be. And so all these signs were there, and God kind of, again, through the Holy Spirit, began to speak to me. Because there was one place on there, it says, uh, functional training. In other words, what will make you function and operate and uh, get moving in, become active, we will train you in that way where you feel that you're not accomplishing in certain areas. We're going to show you more exercises. We're going to show you something else that you can do that will strengthen your muscles, that will build up on what you already have. One thing I do want to throw in there, too, that for about a month, I was not as faithful as I had been in going to gym. I mean, I went, really, I went almost every day. I'd walk three to five miles a day, do a little bit of exercise. I don't do a lot, I mean, as far as building, you know, but I do enough to keep myself strong and, and moving. And I realized that when you let go of certain things for a month, that I got real lax in going. Well, it wasn't so easy to walk that five miles when I came back. I drug my feet. I, kept, I walked two miles, and I thought, oh, that's enough today. But you see what starts happening when you start letting things go, even your spiritual walk, when you quit reading, when you quit studying, when you, you get away from God, you get away from church, you start finding yourself lacks in so many ways in your life. 
And so I realized that he dealt with me about that, that, you know, when we get behind in, in staying up on things, that we feel it and also we experience the lack of what we're missing in our life. And so he used that to, to speak to me. And I realize sometimes I get lax in my Bible study. Anybody else or am I just by myself? How many praise 24-7? But that's what I mean. You get lax in things and things are going smooth and you get distracted. And, and uh, so you, sometimes you just don't think about God all that much when you're doing a lot of things, your family's in, things are happening. But God's always in my heart and on my mind. I mean, I think all of us are pretty much at that point. But, but he, he began to let me know that lack, and to share this with you all, that laying back on things will affect you spiritually. Just like it affected me physically, I could not do what I did before because I had let go of something very um, uh, important in my life to keep up my stamina, to keep up my physical well-being, um, to keep strong, and to keep moving quickly. So that really um, hit me. And when I went back around, um, I remember seeing that place called personal training again. And I felt the Holy Spirit begin to speak to me. He said, I'm, I want to give you some personal training. And at first I went, ooh. You know, because you think, whoops. <laughs> because when you go with a personal trainer, they won't let you slack off. They keep you moving. They keep you, you know, uh, you need to start using this. You need to lift your weights a little heavier. You need to increase your stamina, your muscles, all these things to keep them strong. So I want to challenge you as a personal trainer to do more, to uh, excel in your uh, physical training, to get you to the place that you want to be. Because obviously I'm not at the place exactly that I want to be in God. I want more. And I think we should all want more. We should never be satisfied sitting in a place because we do get boring and we get boring to others <laughs> because they can look at you and say, oh, well, I know what she's going to do. I know what she's going to say. This is what, you know, this is how she operates. This is, you know, her way. So, I mean, we can use that on all of our lives, you know, that we become, we come at a place that, people think they really know you. But I want to increase. I want to go forward in my life. And of course, we, there has to be a place that we do know each other. But we also have to increase in our, in our walk with God, in our study, that we are to grow, we are to be mature in our lives. So there's really a lot involved in working out in physical strength as there is in spiritual training. And so he said to me, I want to be your personal trainer. I am your personal trainer. And I want you to let me take you aside and begin to show you some things and work on some things in your life 
that can give you what you want. I can give you the increase, but it, you're just not going to sit there and not study or pray or, you know, which I do study and pray. I want you to look at me. I can prove. But, but, but with more expectation. Sometimes we just open the Bible and we don't say, Holy Spirit, be my teacher today. And that's what he was beginning to say to me. Open your Bible. I'm your teacher. Teach me your word today. Open my eyes that I can see you wrote this Bible through a person. Show me. Show me what you want me to see. So are you willing, he said, to come aside? And sometimes when you come aside, it's a lonelier place. Because he has to... We keep looking at the same thing, and it's hard for him to show us something else when we're so staring at one thing. You know what I'm saying? That we can't see beyond what we're looking at. In, in fact, our faith has become stagnant. We, we become, well, they'll never change. Or, you know, I've just prayed for them till I'm blue in the face. But we can't look at things like that way because he wants to build our faith even stronger for healing, for all these things, not only to believe for ourselves, but to be able to believe for others. I want to be able to believe that in the name of Jesus, be healed. And I want to see the demonstration of the word of God. I want to see people just come out of wheelchairs and blind eyes open and deaf ears hear. I want more. I've seen a lot in my years of ministry, and I've seen the power of God move in many, many powerful ways. And, but yet, inside me, there's something that keeps saying, there's more. Reach out to me. I want to give it to you, but there's some things that's going to have to increase and change in your life. How many of you know that in your own life? You're at a stagnant place. You know, you just come in, you sit down, you get up, you go home. You, you feel faithful, and you are, because church is a vital, important part of our spiritual life and of our spiritual growth. There's no two ways about that. It's vital. That's why he gave the church, that we would love each other and care about each other, and that it's not all about me. But my life is about you. And it, it's about me, too, because I... There's two uh, ways he trains us for our own personal life to get us where we need to be and also the church, corporate, that we learn how to help others and to pray for others and to be an important part in, in each other's lives. So, so, you know, muscle just doesn't happen. You have to do something to get that muscle, you know, up there. And especially when you get older, it kind of just all wants to go away. And you really have to fight to hang on to it. But it's your body. And Paul was very much uh, talked about, you know, and the importance of keeping your physical body in shape. Because if your body's a mess, you're not a lot of help to God because you can't get out, you can't do nothing. And so he wants us strong, and he wants us to be able to do things. In 1 Corinthians, if you want to put that up, uh, Sean, uh, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 10, 
Paul was speaking here and he said, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it, but let each take heed how he builds on it. And I loved, I was laying in bed and, and I was just thinking about Paul. He said, now look, I've laid a good foundation here. I'm a wise master builder. I'm an expert at what I have laid for you to build upon. And so he laid that because Jesus Christ is the foundation. He is the cornerstone. He is everything. So Paul worked hard laying that foundation so that when we come to Christ, we would have that foundation to begin to build our lives upon. So he said, let each build. In other words, I can't build your house and you can't build mine, but we can work together and build together to make something strong. So there's, there's Paul, Paul here was actually talking about the church, how the foundation of the church is laid and how we build on it, our doctrine and all that's vital. But also he talks about our personal relationship and our personal building. There are two types of builders that I found out. There's the wise, the Bible said, and there's the foolish. The wise builds his house upon a rock. You find something solid that Paul has laid, and you begin to build that house upon the rock according to the word of God. And when the storms in life come, and they're going to come, things are going to happen in your life. There's things that's going to rise up that you need to be able to stand and have the strength to weather that storm. You have to have a faith muscle in you that works that you're going to be able to stand. But he said the foolish man will build his house upon the sand. And when trouble comes and the storms come, great should be the fall of that man. In other words, he has built upon nothing. His house is unstable and it's in a bad, bad place. So in this chapter three, he was speaking on spiritual growth. I did, for lack of time, my goodness, I didn't have time to read the scriptures, but if you'll go and read chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, it starts out, he said, I wanted to speak to you as spiritual, but you're still babes. You're still in the milk of the word. I, I can't say to you what I want to say to you right now, but you need to grow. So he saw the, the need for spiritual growth in their life. And he felt that it was his part now. He's laid the foundation. Now, I want to help train you to build up yourself, to build this house. Wisdom. A house is built by wisdom. And it's established by understanding. And the knowledge comes from what's within you. You have wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. This house should be built that way, that you can walk in the know-how of the wisdom and the understanding. See, if you've got the wisdom, then you understand it, then you can walk in the knowledge of it. So when you have these three things and you have that within your life and you have that knowledge, you can walk in the things of God knowing what you're doing. And that's what Paul was trying to do. He was trying to train people to be a master builder themselves in their own life. So he talked about that. He said, know ye not that you are the temple of the living God and that his spirit dwells in you? And he began to say different things about 
to stay away from sexual sin, to do different things that would uh, uh, touch this body, this temple. So he began to teach things to train the people because it's going to be wisdom. It's, it's different than physical training in one way, but in the spiritual side of it, there's things that you have to stay away from, just like in physical training. So Paul spent a lot of time teaching the Word of God and things to do. And a lot of times he used uh, metaphors. If you want to turn to uh, 1 Corinthians 9 for me, 24 through 27. And he, he, the Romans and the Greeks did a lot of, in Colosseums, sports and things like that, where in some cases it was a matter of death if you could not hold your own against that one in that sport. Because if you were not stronger, you would die. You had to be the strongest one. And how many of you know, even in our life today, that we have an enemy that wants to kill us? He hates us. He wants to destroy us. So Paul knew the importance of us being trained, knowing how to fight the enemy. You know, he he said, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. He said, having done all, stand. Stand, therefore, in the armor of God. Put on the full armor that you might be able to stand salvation, the breastplate of faith, the, the truth, your loins girded in the truth, your feet in peace, walking in peace through a storm. The shield of faith that you know how to, to stop the works of the devil and how to, to use the word of God. You have to know how to fight. You have to, you have to be strong. If you do not know, the enemy is going to run all over you. He will steal from you. He will kill. He will destroy. He will take everything from you that you let him take. So Paul was really into teaching us what was what we would need to know. And in, in chapter 9, Paul said in verse 24, do you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So basically he's saying, so run to win. When you get in this race, run in this race to win it. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it. For an eternal prize. We get in that race. We train. We work at those things to be able to stand and to win the prize and to want get in there. I want to win. I don't want the enemy to knock me out of the race. So there has to be something in me, some expectation, something that's going to stand up and say, hey, I'm in this to win. I'm in this to have what I need. So he said, so, so I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. He said, every step I take in the things of God has purpose. In verse 27, he said, I discipline my body like an athlete, teaching it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself... I myself may be disqualified. So we realize that, that there is a spiritual and a physical um, way of training. 
And that's what I wanted to bring out today because that's what the Holy Spirit was teaching me when I saw that sign, the builder's challenge. You're builders. God wants to challenge you today. He wants you to come into a place of personal training with him. So not, you know, we know, like I said, not to neglect our body and all this, but I love this too in 1 Timothy 4, verse 7 and 8. Uh, Paul is speaking to Timothy here. He was encouraging him. He said, don't, do, do, don't waste your time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits, they're promising benefits in this life and the life to come. That's the benefit in doing and, and working to be what God wants us to be. He said, be holy because I am. We know we're not perfect. I know when I go to him, but because of his shed blood, I can come to him and make my request known and know that he hears my prayer because he loves me and I love him and he made a way for me. And I intend to use that way to come to him and make my, that he would make himself known. He's given me his Holy Spirit. He's given me a personal trainer. Spiritual strength doesn't happen with just one exercise. It doesn't just happen that way. It, he wants us whole in every way. He wants you whole spiritually. He wants you whole mentally, physically, socially, and financially. I always give the blessing of God that the full hand of God would rest upon you, that you don't lack for anything. You need the spiritual first because if you don't have the spiritual understanding and training, your mind, you know, your mentally, it will change you. Spiritual training will change the way you think. When you know the Word of God, you're not going to think the way you used to think. And physically, all of a sudden, hey, I have hope. God can heal me. He can change my life. Physically, things can change here and out here. I trust Him because He's given me the know-how. I know how to do it. He gave me wisdom. I understand it. And now I'm going to walk in it. He says, build your house in that. Uh, wisdom, your house is built in wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. You have to have that. So physically, then socially. Honestly, when you start getting in church and things start happening, your friends start changing. You start looking at things different. And if you get away, God knows how to bring you back. I just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> and financially, there are ways, it, you know, he tells us to tithe. He tells us to do those things. So when we obey the word of God, really, you won't fail. His word will guide you. It will take you through every single situation. So when God, when I was standing there, like I said, and he was speaking to me about being my personal trainer, all these thoughts were going through my mind. You know, it came to me how Paul was a wise master builder, how uh, all these different scriptures came about running in a race, run, run, you know, run to when you have to train for that race. You have to train for that race spiritually to be strong. There's something inside us that, that we wouldn't get in a race. I mean, I wouldn't get in a race. 
If they got me in a race and tried to pass the baton on me, they'd probably lose it. But I'm just saying, but spiritually, that's a different story. Spiritually, I can run that race. So that, that, that makes me strong in that way. So I wouldn't be afraid to get in that race and grab that, that uh, want and run with it I, because I know that he loves me and he's strengthened me down through the years and he has empowered me through the power of the Holy Spirit that I can run the race and I intend to and I intend to get stronger in that race. And, but you see, you can't train for me. I can't train for you. But what God does use, just like a personal trainer, he will give pastors and different ones, teachers, worship leaders, those that will encourage you in the race. And like today, he's using me to challenge you that he wants to take you aside personally, that there is things he wants to say to you, things he wants to show you, things that he wants you to know that will cause you to grow in your strength become strong, that the muscle of your faith, that you begin to use that. If you don't use this thing, look at that. <laughs> I'm proud of that little thing. <laughs> that didn't come easy, I want you to know. But, you know, it, it, seriously, if, you don't, if I don't do something, that's just not even going to pop up. If, there's, if I don't do something to do it, Nobody can do that for me. I think that's a good point, don't you? you? Nobody can do that for me or for you. That's something I have to go to the gym for. I have to work out for. I have to do the machines. I wish I could say, would you go do that for me? I just don't feel like it today. So, but God, God knows that there are things in our life that we need to be encouraged. So anyway, real quick, I got home because this was important to what, what he showed me and let me know that he was my personal trainer. So I got home and I was getting ready to go somewhere and do something and, and I was praying and I said, all right, you're my personal trainer, so what's my first step? What do I need to do? How do I need to start? This is what he gave me. Jude, verse 20, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit praying through me to build me up, to help me to get on the track, to help me to, to move forward. And in the, the footnote here, it said a vital part of their spiritual growth is praying in the Holy Spirit. Such praying includes in one's own language, as the Holy Spirit prays through you, as prompted by the Spirit, and praying with groanings, which cannot be uttered, and praying in a tongue unknown to the one praying. So these are three ways. He said, I want you to build yourself up. This is how the first step that you're to take. And it hit me like, I mean, he, that scripture, he spoke that to me. And I know, I know how powerful it is to pray in the Spirit. And most of you do too. But we become lax. We don't really set aside to take time to just, Holy Spirit, pray through me, strengthen me, do what you need to do in me. This is our personal time together. That you would 
help me to pray. I don't know what all I need, but you do. You know what exercise I need. You know exactly what needs to be prayed. And I believe when you pray through me, that prayer gets answered. Do you believe when God prays through you or the Holy Spirit prays through you, Jesus is going to answer that prayer? Because he, he knows how to pray the perfect prayer. He said, you really don't know how to pray as you should. But praying in the Holy Spirit will build your faith up. It will make you strong. And Pastor Garrett has been teaching on the Holy Spirit, which has been so good. And I, I was last week on the gifts, the fruit of the Spirit. Well, all these things he's going to cause to come up stronger in my life that I might be able to walk in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit greater than I have in the past. New things are ahead for all of us. We're living in the last days. And God is wanting us prepared and strong. He doesn't want us laying back and not having the authority that we should have just because we haven't done what we should have done. So there are two ways to exercise. The first way, like I said, he let me know is praying in the Spirit. And the other was staying in the Word of God. Reading His Word. Knowing His Word. Allowing and saying, Holy Spirit, you're my teacher. Show me what I need to see today. Open my eyes. Let this Word become alive to me. That it's going to change me. That I'm just not, da, 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 you know, reading it and shutting it. Well, I did my job today. I... I read the Bible. But that we would allow the Word of God. And I asked him, you know, where, where would you even have me to start reading? And he let me know. He let me know. I didn't have to ask two or three times. He let me know. Because now he's, I have come to him. I'm in a place that now he can teach me something because I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to do what he wants me to do. So... Um, I wrote this down. So if an athlete is to get strong, grow muscles, and be toned, he has to eat the right food. And we do too. And the food we have to eat, the bread of life, is the Word of God. So if we're going to be strong, we have to have the right food going in our bodies. So praying in the Spirit and taking hold of the Word of God and letting it become alive in you is of utmost importance and practice living in the presence of God. So if you want to come this morning and... Were you going to sing or something? Or Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. That was my fault because um, I wasn't sure what I was going to do this morning, where I was going to have an altar call or what God was going to do. So, But she's got something else she's got to do, right? Okay, so you have to practice living in the presence of God. So you pray in the Spirit... Get in the Word and eat what's healthy. And a lot of times, and I want to say this too, um, I, a friend gave me a little book that I love reading. And um, it's, it's almost like ever since I opened it up and started reading it, it has spoke to me. And along with the Word of God, you know, but I always put the Word of God first and let others minister to me through the Word. But to get the proper food, stick in the Word. And then when you read these little things, these daily devotionals and stuff, they minister to you. And if you've got the truth in you, then you won't have to worry about reading something wrong that you won't know. 
that it's wrong. Because your, your discipline is strong and your discernment is strong. So let me encourage you today and, and to challenge you to let him be your personal trainer. That's what he told me to tell you. He said, just like I'm talking to you, I want to take you aside. There's things I want to say to you, things I want to teach you. You're in a place, things are happening. And I let things happen to challenge you. To challenge you to do better. To challenge you to get up and walk in my presence. And I do practice his presence. When I get in the car sometimes, I say, Holy Spirit, I think you're sitting right here talking to me and close to me and leading me and guiding me. I need you. I can't go through this world alone. I need you as my teacher and my guide. So I hope today that this will challenge you in what I've said to allow the Holy Spirit. And any of you, I know Pearlene, any of you that work out, you understand what I'm saying because there's many things that he wants to show us. It's not just doing one exercise and think you're okay. It, he wants you whole. He wants the core of you whole, that every part of you is working correctly because you are a part of the body of Christ. All of us are. It makes a difference if the uh, hand is hurting. It causes the whole body to hurt. But God wants us all to be healthy, wealthy and wise. And by wealthy, I meant, you know, wealthy in the word of God and financially if God so desires that. We shouldn't look down on that. But God wants you to be happy. And I think with the word of God and a balance in your life, because one of the things, you know, you have to do is be able to stand on one foot and be balanced. So it's important because if you're off balance, it's going to affect every part of your life. I know I could preach all day, but I'm not going to. So, but, but that you would realize that as you get into the arena to begin to, in this personal training, that you would be challenged and feel challenged today because he's given you a challenge. I'm challenging you today to, let, to come aside with me and let me take you where I want you to go. Some of you are stagnant. Some of you are dormant. And uh, you, you, you need to get up and move. And he wants you active and moving. There's things he wants you to do. And I love you all today. And you know, I feel better after getting all that out. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> so uh, I guess um, I want to pray for you. And then um, Ren's going to come and give some announcements and offering and stuff. So. I feel like that can you just say Holy Spirit speak to me right now me as an individual personal to you speak to me I open my heart to you personally Father in the name of Jesus we thank you, Lord, for the gift of the Holy Spirit that you've given to us to speak to us, to train us, to make us ready for heaven, to make us ready to walk in this earth, to be everything you want us to be right here, right now, today, this very hour. I pray for a sensitivity of your spirit to your people. 
I pray they will hear your voice and come aside with you and let you talk to them and train them, show them where to study in the word, that you would, that word would come alive to them, that they would know right from wrong, that you could train them in godliness that will keep us walking through this earth in the way that we should. We give you praise and honor and glory, God. You, you gave us everything that we have need of. Help us to grab hold of it, take it, and use it in the kingdom. And thank you, precious Holy Spirit. We love you, Father. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. Flow through us, speak to us, and use us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you today.